You are listening to the Thundercling Podcast. Podcast. <laughs> Just rippling abs. How are we going to get fucking sponsored by these guys if we can't even get the name right? Did you say you're doing wrestling moves? Oh god, I'm bleeding. Jason Kale's walking around on stilts. It's fucked up. Hi, I'm Feedy. And I am Dave. And we're trying to wake our bodies up from their tired slumber that we just, we got out of bed, rolled over, and we, because we sleep in the same bed, we rolled (laughs) over, and now we're laying side to side with our mics facing each other. Just, it's, this is our first uh, entry into early morning podcast recording. How do you like it? Mm, My eyes are heavy. My limbs are sore. Scooch over, by the way. Jesus. Yeah, don't take up the whole okay, fucking sorry. bed. Just, okay. Thank fine. you. Yeah. Um, but my mind is ready. My heart's ready. Because now, we have a banger. Why are we doing this, though? <laughs> There's a lot of reasons. There are many, many reasons. <laughs> but what's my favorite reason? Uh, I, have a thai, I have a Thai massage at 10 a.m. And so Feedies. we're trying to squeeze this in before my very important <laughs> schedule. <laughs> Feedy's about ready to get abused yeah. for 45 minutes, popping your toes. I know. I'm pretty excited. That's awesome. Man. I want Thai to massages break my body apart. They're going to. Yeah. Depending on the age of the person who's doing it, the yeah. older the age, if you get like a 68 year old woman, dude, you're fucked. I want, yeah, you're I was going to say, broken. I want like a tiny Asian lady who you can just tell her knuckles are just like mangled from years of a, like wrenching bodies apart. Yeah. And I want her to like just just control she's got like notches on the massage bed and you're like what are those notches for and she's like that's how many bones i've fucking broken yes you're like oh my god yes so anyway that's why we're doing the morning so if we sound a little foggy you know well lay off dude we're drinking our coffee here come on we do have a banger yeah we got on the episode we have jocelyn corridor corridor as or as dave wanted to say earlier Corridor. <laughs> Got Jocelyn Corridor. She's named after a tight hallway. A very small hallway you can barely walk in. But it's actually Spanish for runner? Correct. Which, which is, is ironic. Which is perfect because she was a serious ass runner for many years. Yeah, college athlete at Oregon State. That's kind yeah, of big baby. time big time programs. But Joss is now a strength trainer and a conditioning trainer mm-hmm. for climbers in Boulder. Uh, she's super knowledgeable. Has worked with a, a ton of extremely high-level athletes, which we talk a little bit about how that actually doesn't really mean that much sometimes. But I don't know. There's a lot of really good information here, which is why I'm really psyched about this episode because we kind of talk a bit about how there's so much information in the internets about how to properly train and Mm -hmm. how all that information is constantly contradicting itself based on other stuff. So it's fun to hear a more expert person talk about how Quite frankly, at a certain point, you kind of just have to choose your religion in terms of your training. So I'm excited about this episode. It's a pretty good mix, too, because Joss is obviously a professional. Yes. And you um, know a lot about training, and you dabble in the arts a little bit, and (laughs) I fucking hate training. I hate, I like seriously loathe it. So we get... uh, all the angles. Yeah, Dave has a picture of a campus board with like knives just stabbed in it on his yeah. wall. Actually, it's really weird. Yeah, my hangboard's just a burnt a piece burnt. of. Yeah, I don't know why you still have it mounted because of that. But fucking, I like to taunt just it. Taunt it. I yeah. Like to... So I have a story for you though. Yeah. So we did the interview last night, Wednesday night, uh, Tuesday night. Yeah. 
and we were there late up in Boulder. We went and looked at their van rebuild. Joss and her boyfriend Galen are rebuilding a van. And we were coming home at what, 1030, 1045 yeah. last night. And I was like, man, I really want a beer. I just want one beer. But we fucking, it was late and we had to get home. So I was like, I don't need it that bad. We got home and I didn't have any beer in the fridge. I thought, and I opened the refrigerator and there was like a six month old Budweiser tall boy. So I cracked the beer, put on my PJ, slid into my nightgown. I was there too. Remember? Yeah. 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 Um, And so I got into bed and I was just kind of looking at the day's news and I was drinking my beer and I got maybe a third of the way through it and thank God I looked down and there was this little baby spider which is so gross our house doesn't have a lot of spiders but there was one and it was like crawling up the blanket I was like oh man that's gross and it fucking jumped up on top of my beer can and I was like dude get off my beer can and then it fucking committed suicide and dove in it was trying to the spider ruined my beer (laughs) dude you know what a real a real bed beer drinker would have just drank the whole thing. I, I mean, I should have. I actually thought about it, and then I knew that my throat would close up, and I'd mm-hmm. want to vomit. Yeah. But can you fucking believe That's... the temerity of that arachnid? Like, a Budweiser looks pretty good. I think I'm just gonna... <laughs> And it jumped, too. It, like, leaped in the air like fucking wow. 2002 Chris Sharma dinoing for an edge. <laughs> and that's Did it have dreadlocks? Yes. Okay. Yeah. And it was translucent. It was really weird. A translucent dreadlock Chris Sharma spider. Wow. And it's at the it's in it's, the toilet. It's, it's in, in the no. I fucking poured it down the toilet, and it's probably like a uh, toilet alligator now. Yeah. It's gonna like nip gonna somebody say, in the butthole coming up. It might come soon. back for vengeance and claim more of your beers, Dave. You gotta be careful. <laughs> gotta be careful. Well, uh, that was a really interesting story. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> With that note. uh Jocelyn, take us away. Down in the city where the wind patterns change, blowing around the buildings all totally way better. So let's talk about it. When did you start running? Um, Or getting involved in athletics. Okay, well, I mean, I started, I would say, like, I actually remember when I was like, wow, I want to run. My aunt actually ran um and she was really good and she almost got a scholar or no i think she did get a scholarship and then she um i remember her telling me she wished she had gone to college for it i don't know i honestly don't remember why she didn't do it but um she would used to take me on this um it was called four miles square park where were you in westminster california okay and I couldn't even run the whole mile. How like old? I, I was probably, let's see, maybe. 22? No. <laughs> <laughs> like yesterday. <laughs> no, no. Uh, I was probably, oh God, I was maybe in first grade. Oh man, like that's maybe, a long No, 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 maybe run. kindergarten. Yeah, I think it was kindergarten. Like she, she was like, okay, it's okay to walk. And I started bawling and I was like, I don't want to walk. <laughs> But I had a cramp, like you know, when you yeah. get just like <laughs> that's really far for a preschooler or kindergarten. Kindergarten, yeah. yeah. No, but like I, I really wanted to like mm-hmm. hang out with my aunt and like run with her. So she was a cool aunt. She was a cool aunt. Yeah, uh, I was like I always wanted an older sister, aww. and uh, my mom had me really young, um, and so I was like, this is like an older sister, like my aunt. And so, uh, and I looked up to her and so I was like, I want to run. Uh, and then, yeah, I was like, I, I'm going to try and make it this mile. <laughs> oh. 
and uh yeah and then in i ended up going to kind of visit my dad on and off and i went to school near his house which was in laguna hills and my mom lived in dana point so i was like Near the beach, did not nearly appreciate how close mm-hmm. I was to the beach. I well, wish. you're a kindergartner, right? Well, by that time, I was in first grade, second grade. Like, I kind of didn't really run so much then, and I got back into it in about fourth grade. Damn. Like, I remember all of this because so, I... That's, like, so young, though. In for, fourth grade, yeah. I was like, I want to win. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Were you on, like, youth teams or, like, club yeah, teams? Yeah, I didn't even know you could start that early. No, uh, we did this thing called the Mission Run, because there's all these missions in California. So um, I think like every state, they really emphasize education on different things, and, and where I was, it was missions. Um, and so I don't remember even what we learned <laughs> about <laughs> at all, but like we would run around, and it was you picked up a number each time you did a lap, and the goal was to get the most amount of laps in a certain amount oh, of time and so and then, yeah and then i so i was like i was beating all the guys too so I was wow like, i was like hell yeah okay so then i and i wanted the whole like dad attention so then i'd go home and tell my dad and he was like well we can train you know and i was like okay yeah what <laughs> do i need to do athletic like did they come my from mom a- didn't do anything no my dad has always like he um he was super competitive for running too. So he oh. was immediately like, okay, the son I have never had. <laughs> You're going <laughs> like, to be my son, Jack. Yeah, exactly. Well, he does have a son. That was the sad part. But uh, my brother was like super into video games. So he just like. Can relate to that. Yeah, he could. Black, <laughs> black sheep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so um, I was like, okay, like I'm going to get super into sports then. And he would, I mean, take it, let's see. Then in like seventh grade, I found out a friend was on like a club team. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I want to do that so bad. Then I can actually race and maybe I can win these races. Uh, And then, you know, I mean, it costs a lot of money to do club teams. And I remember friends would do, you know, club soccer and all of that. And I really wanted to do that. But my, um, my mom was super young when she had me. My grandparents, you know... I just didn't come for money. So my mom was like, I'm sorry, honey, we can't do that. You know, and Mm. I was like, okay. Uh, But I would, a friend of mine actually brought me to practice and they're like, oh, well, you can come just like, just see what we do, which when I was little, I was like, oh, awesome. But honestly, they were just like, you know, hanging the carrot in front of a child. I know. You you can come and see what we do. Maybe you can uh, rob somebody. Like, what is this? Yeah, come to the the crag and just watch us climb. It'll be just as fun. No. (laughs) Like, I mean, running, honestly, is one of the cheapest sports I think you can do Mm -hmm, because you just need shoes. So um, I don't remember. I mean, ever you can ask anyone, like, Ever since I was little, I always try to convince people of things. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, I, I'm sure I convinced my mom, or I think she might have even said, like, talk to your dad, see if, like, he'll split it with me. Um, and I ended up getting to do it. Wow. So I don't nice. remember how or who I convinced, but I got to end up doing it. Awesome. And then that's when it got tricky. Yeah? Dad uh, double-trained me. Oh. And so... I I mean, seventh, eighth, and 
I mean, when I went into high school, I made it immediately onto varsity. Yeah, so as a like, freshman. As a freshman, yeah. So I mean, I was I was good, um, but I was getting so yeah, just like overtrained. Even in high school, mm-hmm. like I'd have practice, and then he'd train me to do hills after. Like uh, I was just like, wow, man. Yeah, and like yelling, like <laughs> like. He took it I, very seriously. He took it so seriously. In <laughs> retrospect, when you look back on that, are you like, wow? I'm so grateful. No. Or are you like, no. that <laughs> Oh my God, that, that sucked. sucked. All right. No, I felt, I felt like it lowered my confidence. Yeah. I felt like I had anxiety uh, at races. That kind of, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Like I could perform at practice when I was with my friends and it was like pretty low. Yeah. And I tend to do that with climbing too. Like when people are like, oh, and they go, this happened when we were at Lincoln the other day. Everyone went silent. And I was like, wow. no, no, no. Like, can you guys just like yeah, do your yeah, own yeah. thing? Don't, don't like, just focus I don't, on me. <laughs> I don't actually want anyone paying attention. I do really well. And if, if it's just like Galen and I. Yeah, that's like, uncomfortable. I, like I don't, I could never, like I see these kids now, like ABC kids, and they're yeah. just under so much pressure. And I'm like, God, I just, I remember that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like for it, sure. It's such it a can, young age. I mean, it can go really well. I think that some people work really well under pressure mm-hmm. and they need that, um, in training, it's just called like arousal levels. Yeah. And so I think if you have, you know, that right amount of arousal level, then it can be really good, but it really depends on personality. So did you and your dad eventually come to kind of a, a clashing of like, oh, this yeah. is just too overbearing? Oh, totally. Yeah. So I was also really good at basketball when mm-hmm. I was younger and he would make me uh, shoot hoops all the time, dribble to the yeah. courts. Like I would... Yeah, just practice so much I'm so running, basketball, like everything. Yeah. And uh, then I also made it onto varsity mm-hmm. for basketball as, um, I a mean, freshman. I was pretty, sh- yeah, yeah. So, like, but I, my stab for him was, I was like, I'm going to do soccer. <laughs> and he never played soccer. He's like, fuck, I can't coach her. <laughs> yeah, no, he was like actually trying out to be a coach too. Oh, and soccer? He wanted, no, 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 for basketball. Oh, he wanted gotcha. to coach me. And, um, yeah, yeah. And so then I, uh, I ended up playing soccer cause I had a bunch of friends that mm-hmm. were doing that and I sucked. <laughs> <laughs> I sucked. Um, but I was happy cause I was like, I'm with my friends mm-hmm. and like, I don't really care. I was midfield. So I just got to run around anyways. Yeah. So I was like, I can do this, but I was afraid of the ball. <laughs> so, yeah. I use my I hands could, for things. Yeah, I could like chase people <laughs> and like sometimes get the ball from them, but like if someone kicked it, I like honestly would kind of duck a little bit. This is a dodgeball. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm so. I'm surprised that your dad, as an athlete himself, wasn't necessarily aware that he was potentially overtraining. You. I mean, or he just was like parents just, just want to live through their kids sometimes, you know. Yeah. So yeah. I think um, I mean I realized that as an adult, but like when I was a kid, I started to hate him for sure yeah so um and then he wouldn't even sometimes go to races so i was like what is the point of this <laughs> like it's weird yeah so weird but um i mean i think yeah i don't know what i got out of that <laughs> well, i try i still think sometimes i'm like maybe i learned something from that <laughs> maybe, well, did maybe not it showed treat. you yeah it showed you how to be a coach and yeah i mean for sure yeah, yeah. i think like well kind of because i um this is slightly off track but uh i mean i did an internship at cu and to do strength and conditioning and um they i sat down with one of the coaches and they told me joss you need to be louder you need to yell at mm. 
the, the students. Yeah. Essentially, you're too close in age. You need to tell them who's boss. And I was like, I can't do that. Like, I just... I can't yeah. like I yeah this is just bad memories for me you know <laughs> You're so, having flashbacks yeah just like I can't I can't <laughs> but um yeah and I ended up walking away from that which was honestly really hard because they were like there are no women you know it's like five percent I think they said are strength and conditioning coaches wow. yeah like there it's such a male dominated um, field and they're like you can easily get a scholarship you can you know, get a GA position, mm-hmm. get your master's paid for, and you're going to easily get a job right when you're done. And yeah. I was like, oh my God, I could have everything laid out. Um, but you have but to be I, a dick. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> is I that don't the reason you walked away? Is because yeah, they oh, wanted totally. you just to be too aggressive. Yeah. No, 100%. They're like, you can program. We know you can coach individuals. Like, you're really good at that. But I was just like, in deep down in my gut, I was like, I don't think I'll ever be able to yell at these kids. And they're like, then they're going to walk all over you. And I was like, okay. I And I almost was going to do another internship. Yeah. But at the time, like, we, I just, I had already not worked for almost five months doing mm-hmm. this other internship. So it's like, I can't do that to Galen. <laughs> like, uh, and it sucked too. There was this coach in Pepperdine who was like, we'll take you. I'm like, of course you'll take me for free. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it's like, oh, so. Yeah, I just felt like wow. that was a hard thing to walk away from because yeah, I was like, sure. oh, I could easily be making like 60K right now, still coaching. and um, But while I did the internship, I was still climbing after. I yeah. had this like slight obsession with climbing. Mm-hmm. And so I'd lift with the strength coaches. And then after, you know, I'd get off at like 6.37, but we were in there at 5.30, 6 in the morning all day long. Mm-hmm. And you'd have like this midday break and honestly, strength coaches don't get paid enough because um, at universities, yes, they're there all day, but like they travel with the teams like and some people I know would really like that. But I mean, they're programming all day. They're, I mean, essentially sometimes therapists for some of the kids. Right. <clears throat> but yeah, I, I then would at the end of the long day go climb go to the climbing gym so i was like oh, man, man i really think i got the bug <laughs> it was like yeah. <laughs> I, I wanted to train still the skiers and the hikers and the ultra runners mm-hmm. so i was like oh man i don't think i'll ever get to do that if i'm at the university yeah yeah which i wouldn't i loved the cross country you know girls and guys but i was like oh that's because i did that <laughs> yeah right so i could relate easily to them um and you don't have to yell at them <laughs> they <laughs> The cross-country kids will start crying if you yeah, yell exactly. at them. Yeah, exactly. No, but honestly, they're the sweetest kids, too. They're the ones that are, you know, honors summa cum laude. Like, yeah. And you're yeah, like, oh, God, why? We were the, just talking about that yeah. before this. It's, it's so... I think running is the most mentally taxing sport I've ever tried. It's just... I don't know. It's, for, for me, like, the the ability to just push going. through the, the pain... <laughs> Sorry. yeah it's so hard yeah like, climbing's easy climbing is just fun but yeah i think running takes discipline for right? sure like I mean, a I ton think, of discipline yeah. unyielding i think what about triathletes i mean triathletes then we, they're I doing don't, all three we don't really talk about <laughs> insane people on this podcast we don't really we try to steer clear of, i mean triathletes too they're bonkers totally yeah. but though, a triathlete is like craft person like they're building this little life for themselves they've got their 
their toys, their bikes, yeah, you know, true. yeah, they're swimming and wearing like sleek clothing to yeah. like shave fractions of seconds off. I Tra- thought you were actually going to say shaving because I'm sure people they do. Are that too. Sh- they <laughs> are shaving too. Yeah, for the no part. chest hair allowed at all yeah, for no triathletes. Ch- um, where were uh, we? <laughs> we're getting up track. Sorry. <laughs> we were in high school. Yes, cross country. Cross country. Yeah. Okay. So let's see. Then, I mean, I did have a dip in one year. I found out I was super anemic. Um, and I found that out because I was doing the double training. Oh. And I remember my dad was running literally backwards on a track <laughs> in front of me. And he was like, what's wrong with you? And I was like, bawling. And, oh, I, and, I, and I just didn't know what was wrong with my yeah. body. Because, I mean, I was a kid. I didn't know what was yes, wrong. Yes, yeah. And um, I finally, I remember, <clears throat> I think it's, I told my mom. I told my mom. I, like, went to my mom's house. And I was like, I, something's wrong. Like, I feel so bad. And all the beginner runners, and I think I might have been a sophomore mm-hmm. at that point, and I was, you know, on varsity, and then I got, um, they they said they paused me. I mean, reality is I was kicked off that sophomore year because I was doing so bad. Wow. And I, um, like, people who, um, they allowed, uh, let's see, it was not novice. I'm now thinking climbing turns. but um, <laughs> JV. Not even JV. It was just like you got to walk on to the team, mm-hmm. and it was just like for you to not essentially do PE. Yeah. <laughs> you oh, know? really? Like, yeah. They had that option yeah. at our school, and so those people were beating me. Oh. And so I was oh, like, Joss. something's wrong. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And uh, then we went to the doctor, and I remember them saying, "How are you even running? Like, because my mm-hmm. ferritin levels, which um, essentially holds oxygen for your body, okay. um, were so low that they were like." do you feel just so exhausted all the time? I was like, yeah, Yeah. (laughs) like I just feel so tired. And I was like almost falling asleep in class. And um, how long did that go on for? I mean, I still have low iron. It's like, uh, it's genetic. And then also a lot of, it's very common for women runners. Oh really? Yeah. And, um, I had f- remember learning this too. I was like, what you lose iron through your feet. What? Uh, yes. You crush (laughs) platelets and, um, that's how a lot of women start losing. I mean, also because of menstrual cycles, mm-hmm. but on top of that, like through running, men lose iron through yeah. running as well because you're just what smashing it through your feet. <laughs> yeah, literally, you'll get God. like yellowish feet, the oh bottom of God. your feet. Oh my God, I had no idea. That no, is... I remember I was like, whoa. Wow, <laughs> like, how bizarre. Yeah, so even guys can become anemic through running. Um, but anyways, yeah, I had found that out. And then um, my... Mom was like, okay, we got to, you know, we tried everything. I remember her trying to feed me like liver and stuff. Oh my and I God. just was like, I can't do this. <laughs> um, I ended up taking, I found, I figured out like what pills to take, mm-hmm. um, iron pills. And then um, eventually it got like a little bit better where I just, I was able to compete yeah. and like get back on to varsity. But I still, I think it messed with my head. How? How Man. surprising is that that your coaches wouldn't have been like? Oh no, Man, Josh! Yeah. Like high school coaches, you don't went know what from doing. Y- at least I think a no. lot more now, yeah. but like maybe even now, like they, a lot of coaches yeah. don't know what they're doing. <laughs> that's that's so surprising that they wouldn't have been able to like step in and be like, "Hey, like, uh, no, yeah." They're just like, "That's weird. She's slow. Whatever. Oh, she's just slow now. Let's." Put I don't her on think co- yeah, coaches are like history teachers. You know what I mean? <laughs> they get like two thousand dollars a year to teach yeah. track or to coach track or yeah. coach that, swimming or whatever. That is a good point, though. I do think the general mm-hmm. understanding of 
fitness and athleticism is like yeah. so much higher every like it just keeps growing in terms of oh, yeah. general knowledge i think it's getting so much better yeah. now too i mean even within i mean you look at robin and a lot of those yeah. coaches it's awesome to see that and she um it's really cool she tends to also bring in other education for the kids like if her coaches know how to coach for competing, mm-hmm. but she'll bring in yoga teachers. I've gone in and helped the kids with mobility. Like awesome. she'll bring in these guest coaches so that these kids get a variety of education. So I think that's really cool too. Yeah. Um, let's see. We There's were a high reason school. they're number one. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. First uh, Olympian. Yeah. Holy yeah. first Olympic climber ever straight Shout out of ABC to and totally. her daughter. Yeah. So cool. <laughs> yeah. That's rad. Um, okay, so, we were in high school still. Uh, high school then, I ended up, I mean, so my parents had, I guess I am the first to go to college, mm-hmm. so um, I didn't know anything like how to apply for college or anything. I remember going to so many tutors and getting a lot of help through other parents and stuff, but um, all I knew was I wanted to run, and I knew that I could get through to college through running, mm-hmm. so I was like, okay, like this is what matters. Um, I went on a ton of recruiting trips my junior year, and uh, I remember I also, I didn't party or anything, which, like, a ton of people do. Super normal. I was, like, the weird one that didn't, (laughs) but um, I, my, like, grandparents were super religious. I remember, like, needing to always go to church and everything, (laughs) but, like, I, which is not bad, but, like, I just, when I went on these recruiting trips was then, like whoa you know what do they do they take you to go party (laughs) and i was like i hate these schools (laughs) so which like again most people would be like this is awesome but i was like why are they not like going to bed early at like trying because to me it was Mm -hmm. like i needed to work really hard to to go to college and so Mm -hmm. i was like they're all just messing around like, what are they doing? Yes, that's exactly what they're doing. Yeah. <laughs> they're in college. Exactly. Yeah, but I had no idea. Uh, no, so, you're in high school. And, you know, my mom hadn't gone. Like, no, I had no one telling me what to expect. <laughs> and uh, so the funny thing is, like, I had, you know, a ton of California schools, really good schools that um, wanted me to come run. And I was super close to going to uh, Santa Cruz. I just really loved the forest. And you also had Mm -hmm. the ocean right there. And I was surfing a ton my last year. So I was like, oh, man, okay. I could potentially have the best of both. Uh, But, yeah, they were like, well, it was uh, D3. So I was like, they're not going to, like, I'm not going to get any better. I didn't think that I... If I could go back, I think I would have wished to do that. Because then you go D1, which I ended up doing. Yeah. It is your job. Yeah. Yeah, Like, it's it's your your job to do well and treat that like Mm -hmm. it's number one. So then I, honestly, I did really bad in school. Yeah. So, yeah. (laughs) That's how they program you, right? Totally. They totally, like, deprogram you Mm -hmm. and then just, like, focus you straight into your athletics. Especially if you have any scholarship money. Yeah. Yeah. That's so crazy. it's yeah. just, yeah, I, I felt like that was my job. And if I wanted to get any more money anyway, or mm-hmm. they were, they would like same thing, kind of mm-hmm. hang the care. If you do this well, then oh, we man. can talk scholarship, more money, you know, like, uh, but yeah, I 
I ended up doing so bad in school. I remember, I actually, I think I looked at my transcript like a week or two ago just because I was like, do I want to go to PT Mm -hmm. school? And I looked and I was like, how the hell did I do that bad? (laughs) Like, I literally don't understand because I I do so many certs now Mm -hmm. on top of it. And they're difficult ones. Like, I know so many friends that, you know, the CSCS, which is Certified Strength and Conditioning Mm -hmm. Specialist, like, you need a degree to even take the test. but. I mean, yeah, I've had friends fail like five times and they did, they've had their masters now yeah. and they did really well in undergrad. And I'm like, man, if I <laughs> didn't run, I probably would have done really well in school. Yeah, <laughs> so, truly. But, uh, you know, you can't go back. No, <laughs> so, you sure can't. Yeah. It's such a weird catch 22. It's like, I want my school paid for, but in order to get my school paid for, I have to essentially dedicate all my time to this athletics and then oh, I yeah. can't focus on i almost <laughs> lost my degree i almost didn't graduate that's how bad i was doing were you on a full ride no no oh, no i was okay. like walk on head books but yeah i didn't and well, so that's why the string of the care of like uh, getting to you know earn more money was so huge because i absolutely. also i missed this part i went out of state which was one of the stupidest things i felt like that i could have done because yeah. it was like triple the amount yeah. of money it's insane yeah and i I literally had scholarships offered for D2. Oh. Yeah. But I didn't know. No one tells you. No, no I did. I had no, and I was the first one to go to college. Yeah. So my mom was just so happy that yeah. I was going. And she was like, oh, do you want? Okay. Like, whatever <laughs> you need. And I was just like up so many loans. So many loans. Mm. And oh, yeah. yes. Yeah. So. I know. Yeah. I wish people would just tell you, like, go to community college for two years. Yeah. It'd be fine. You can still graduate from the D1 school for half the price you know what i mean or just even uh educating kids in high school yeah i mean no we don't even take finance classes no yeah like don't tell you what a pell grant is or a stafford loan yes you don't know what any of that is yeah i remember being like over my head with all that stuff and my mom didn't really know either so no i mean she was also learning while we were going through it so like here's two thousand dollars buy books you're like books yeah. Well, there's other cool shit I can buy. <laughs> exactly. Like, it's terrible. Yeah, so expensive. Uh, and then I ended up um, off the team, and I don't have to get super into that, but, uh, yeah, I I felt like that we kind of had talked about this, um, the identity crisis of not being on a yes. competing team anymore. Yeah. And... Um, during that time I had met Galen and he was like introing climbing a little bit and I didn't think it was a workout at all. Mm-hmm. I would run after. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, um, I, I could see how it could be fun. That's in the beginning. I was like, I could see how this could be kind of fun. Mm-hmm. And, um, I think what <sighs> truly sucked me in was he took me to Bishop. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. I and know then, the feeling. Yeah. And I was like, Whoa this sport is so cool yeah <laughs> and i honestly yeah. i didn't even climb that much because i didn't know how like <laughs> how i was long maybe have you been on climbing maybe like a few months oh and i had also i i had a torn labrum at mm-hmm. the time which was from surfing not from climbing at all but like okay. i was starting to get super into it and it had been a few months but i would still like sublux so my arm would like slightly ah. pop out mm. a little and come back in and when you do that, you are just stretching your tendons so much. So, and torn labrums don't heal. So um, 
I know a lot of times, like, I had PTs that were like, oh, like, it's fine. Work like, you it. can, yeah. And I <laughs> did so much PT, but, and it definitely helped, but, um, I didn't realize at the time how bad the tear was because I ended up getting an MRI again three years later after I had found out the first time about it and it was torn halfway off. Oh, so they're like, bad, how yeah. are you even cutting? <laughs> but you, you know, you have all those other muscles mm-hmm. yeah. surrounding your shoulder and your rotator cuff. So, or I mean, all those rotator cuff muscles. So, I mean, that's why your arm just doesn't come off. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I thank God. By the way, yeah, Let's get right. That on the way. Uh, so yeah, I got a little stronger from climbing. Shoulder felt a little better from developing shoulder muscles because mm-hmm. I did not have any from running. <laughs> I was like noodle arms, <laughs> and um, yeah, I I feel like it was Bishop. And what struck you about Bishop? Oh, it was, so it was your gorgeous. first climbing trip. Yeah, oh, we went like Red Rocks, Bishop. Yeah, we did the whole and just like sucked me in for sure doing Mm -hmm. that i mean i still would run um like after climbing because i just was like ah it's still not quite a workout but this is awesome yeah um and like i didn't have the finger strength i was terrified of heights Mm -hmm. i'm still scared of heights oh (laughs) i didn't know that so yeah i have clients that are like no but like i'm scared and i'm like me too (laughs) and they're like what (laughs) you're you're a coach yeah you're a coach i'm like no yeah but i'm still scared i I I still have to be coached myself sometimes like i i need the encouragement sometimes and Mm -hmm. sometimes i'll just bail like yeah because i am too scared um, I mean, that goes into mental stuff, but I mean, yeah, I think Bishop took it and then, um, what was it? I ended up, I kept still dislocating my shoulder. So I, uh, how and many then, times have you dislocated your so shoulder? So many times. Like six? <laughs> Probably. Yeah. We talked about this a couple yeah, weeks ago. It was ago, like, it was happening. I mean, you have a lot of injuries, but yeah. <laughs> you had plenty of stories too. I mean, the shoulder. Yeah. I mean, I think. In the end, yeah, I ended up getting shoulder surgery because I needed to graduate and do an internship. And if I'm taking it back, I ended up uh, doing a climbing internship. But I really wanted to be at the Olympic Training Center in Colorado Springs. Mm -hmm. And I was like, strength and conditioning, that's what I want to do. And this was before doing that second internship I mentioned before. I did that internship a year later. And that was after graduating college. Um, But the climbing one, I learned so much. And really, um, I realized it was more about movement and um, applying that to climbing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so much technique. I felt like doing the internship, I learned a lot of things. Sure. It was really just on my own. I didn't have like a mentor really helping me. (laughs) Um, And so, let's see, I ended up doing the one at CU and... Before that, when I wanted to do the Olympic Training Center one, I had had a mentor tell me, you need to fix your shoulder. Like, they're going to have you lift weights. They're going to have you demonstrate things. And if you hurt your shoulder, they're just going to be like, what what is this person? You know, so um, I ended up getting shoulder surgery. And then that goes into like 2014, moved here to Boulder, Colorado. And um, I could... I was barely coming out of like shoulder <sighs> surgery. So that was super intimidating because yeah. <laughs> I was trying to coach and train climbers and I was like, I can't really climb right now. <laughs> yeah. And so, you just kind of started climbing though too. Yeah. Yeah. That's intimidating yeah. enough. Oh yeah. I mean, all of it was intimidating. In and, Boulder, no less. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Like Hardest everyone's, <laughs> everyone's in, a professional climber. 
And um, yeah, I honestly didn't. I had, you know, a shit ton of loans because we talked about that. Yeah. I went out of state. So I just didn't make any friends. I stayed in the climbing gym, tried to like train some people, but like really I worked at a coffee shop. Yeah. <laughs> so it was just like working all the time and uh, trying to educate myself more yeah. on strength and conditioning stuff because I was like this can't be it like I have to do another internship just because I felt like I wasn't being pushed yeah. at the climbing gym um so because I was like man I just graduated college like someone should hire me yeah <laughs> the world know? should be opening yeah to me. right like you think that and then I realized the more I educated myself um because I wasn't running, you know, I was like, okay, now I'm going to dive deep in some certifications. Mm-hmm. I was like, whoa, I don't know anything. <laughs> so that did not help my confidence moving to Boulder and trying to train people. So I was like, I don't know anything. Mm-hmm. And, you know, these people are going to know I don't know anything. <laughs> they know I'm a fraud. Yeah, exactly. And uh, so then I mm. uh, ended up getting the internship at CU. I learned a ton about programming and... um but I also learned that I couldn't yell at people. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, shoot. It's right. <laughs> like, shoot, I uh, I can't do this either. So then I ended up back at the climbing <sighs> gym feeling like I just not wasted my time, but it's like, I don't know what I want to do now. Yes. Um, I mean, I was still a trainer and I had that. And I ended up taking the CSCS and I ended up passing that. I did fail two times though. So, I mean, wow. This test is so it's hard. Hard sounds like yeah, and um, I mean they had questions that it was like a football player is going you know ten miles an hour. What oh, like no. the, it was like very specific, and it would be very specific about certain training, and it was very much um, for collegiate training, mm-hmm. uh, which I realize really does apply to any sport, and that's something I thought was super valuable that I learned from other strength coaches. Um, because, you know, they don't play football. They're not competing. Um, the strength coaches are just trying to get the athletes to do their sport and to do it better. So I right. I remember specifically asking them about this, like, how do you train these athletes yeah. when you don't do this sport? And they told me, just you're a movement coach. Like, mm-hmm. you want to make sure they don't get hurt, that they're strong enough, and that they can push themselves the most that they can. And so that stuck with me and going then in back into personal training, I then thought, okay, it's the same thing. I just don't want people to be injured. I want to have them keep doing their sport. And it's a little different in that I want to have them do it the rest of their life. So, I mean, when you're, that's the difference with collegiate. You're like, I just want them to compete in that season. (laughs) And you're like, just have them make it. And then, you know, a new faster freshmen will come <laughs> so i mean it is different in that way but like for adults that's kind of become my niche like i train a lot of people that you know maybe they've had previous injuries and i've come out of so many different things that mm-hmm. um yeah i tend to ask them okay what's your past tell me everything okay those things are still gonna like affect you now and you your body's going to compensate so let's try and fix some of those things and then we'll move on and have you have more strength yeah. and then not get hurt hopefully and i always tell them i cannot prevent freak accidents so. yeah <laughs> so, oh my god yeah. if you could i'd hire you yeah right for the rest of my life <laughs> anything uh, magic um, so what is like when you're 
when your client comes to you, what is the beginning of that process like? For a strength and condition, I've never yeah. been to one other no, than totally. the coaches, of course. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I'm not like a climbing specific coach. I would right. say that I definitely will work with um, climbers and I do work with like having them show me mm-hmm. video technique and stuff. But um, yeah, I'm not, you know, working with a professional climber and telling them how to climb. Mm-hmm. My opinion is they already know how to climb, right? They've been doing it their <laughs> whole life. And I think that it's silly sometimes when there are trainers that are they're like, yeah, I trained this person. It's like, they already know how to train yeah. themselves, you know, like <laughs> sure you can have that name under you, but like they already know how to train. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyways, when I take on a client I typically do a screening so I assess their movement and it's not on the wall typically it's uh so it's called functional movement Mm -hmm. screening and um I'll also add a couple other things that I've learned from other PTs because I tend to network with them and um I've even trained other PTs because they're like yes this is exactly what we would do you know Uh um because I really think that you know, hypothetical world, a PT would be like a, or sorry, a trainer would be like a PT and you would get it covered by insurance that you would, that you would get that preventative work put in beforehand. Mm -hmm. Even if you're doing a sport that you would get to do this assessment. And that's what we do. I learned that from doing the internship collegiate wise. Um, We would do these assessments on the kids and you would try to catch imbalances with their body before the season started and you're like okay you know you know 50 percent of the kids are dealing with imbalances in their hips or you know ankles or shoulders depending on the sport and it always went with the sport okay we really have to start the base of programming here Mm -hmm. and then we'll go from there and you really Uh. then progress all the kids based off of that. I mean, it's no different, I think, for adults. So I took that from the internship and I was like, okay, I'm going to do this for each person. And honestly, I wish sometimes that I do it for myself. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So, I mean, because kids are like adults in a way Mm -hmm. that they, when doing climbing, you just want to push through and you're going to push your body no matter what. And I mean, I think elite, climbers, any athlete in any sport, they know how to listen to their body and they know how to back off. They know when to say, okay, today doesn't feel good. I'm just going to take a couple rest days. But um, when you're learning to climb, you're just so psyched. Like the psych takes over and people don't know how to stop. They don't know when to take rest days. Uh So that's where I come in and I'm like, hey, I'm going to just plan this out for you. And those rest days are planned in too. Mm -hmm. Does everyone listen? Not necessarily, <laughs> but I mean, for the most part, if they're listening, most clients of mine, they're like naturally going to get better because yeah. they're not getting hurt. So that's kind of how I end up training people. Right. Yeah. People don't realize that rest is part of training. Oh, I'm, I am <laughs> hypocritical sometimes and I do the same thing. Yeah. Though. And that's just because you're like, oh, I just want to send my project mm-hmm. or oh, I just, you know, yeah, it's hard. For anyone. <laughs> I think climbing so. is particularly egregious for that too. Because when you have like two days off a week, yeah. it doesn't fucking matter if your shoulder hurts. Yeah. Like that's totally. it. Those are your days to go 
wherever on the wall yeah. into the alpine yeah are you talking about like Get weekend a, warriors yeah just yeah, or yeah. if we're talking about adult clientele right yeah like fuck i gotta you know i don't care if they're climbing 514 or 510 yeah it's like you got those two if your knee is barking at you yeah icy hot and ibuprofen baby you know what i mean yeah <laughs> That's go yeah. vitamin i yeah totally yeah so it's hard i think even as a coach like i with social media now mm-hmm it's like the worst <laughs> because yeah. like, you know, I'll maybe have a client that wants to cut a little weight a little bit. And, you know, we talk macros mm-hmm. or we talk, that's typically what I'll go into just because I think that can be the healthiest portion wise. I'm not going to have someone go on a diet, but you know, we can really categorize what you're eating. Um, and you know, maybe I see on their story that they're like, cake. And I'm like, oh my God, no. <laughs> like, that's fine. Totally. In moderation. I hope you're not eating all of that. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. And I mean, climbing is similar to running in the way that there is that, you know, people just are like, okay, it's a power to weight ratio mm-hmm. uh, sport. And they want to just take the easy way out. Like no one. Like just cutting weight. Totally. Yeah. People want to do that. And I, get clients that they're like, do you think I should do this? And I always say no. (laughs) And it can be mentally unhealthy. So a lot of times I really try to get them on to, okay, let's, let's just talk injuries first. Yeah. (laughs) So, cause I can easily deal with that. And a lot of times I'll also, if someone's seeing a PT at the same time, I'll communicate with their PT. And that's been, that's awesome. Super awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Cause then if they're giving them, shoulder PT or knee mm-hmm. PT, then I'm going to put that into the programming and I'm also going to add some strength stuff and maybe plyometric stuff so that they're getting full, well-rounded. I mean, ideal world, I'd be working with like a PT, like it'd be like a wellness yeah. center, you know, yeah. um, because that's what collegiate kids get. Yeah. You get your PT, your athletic trainer, you get your nutritionist exactly. and you're meeting with all of these people all the time. And me leaving that, I was like, why doesn't the world have this? Well, with, <laughs> with climbing heading to the Olympics, I mean, are we on track for this kind of that, climbing training facility? I think totally. I think yeah. that would be awesome. Um, we'll see. You know, I think mm-hmm. that um, they're starting with already hiring PTs that yeah. go and will be at the Olympics. And I think that's an awesome start. Um, but I think that there needs to be more for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. Because if someone gets hurt, that's great if they're there, but what about the pre? Yes. Right? Like, yeah. that's where I'm, like, trying to get people to really hire yeah. someone. Or it doesn't even have to be me. Anyone. Like, any <laughs> trainer, you know? Like, just someone in your area that you can work with. Even, it doesn't have to be a climbing trainer, you know? Right. Like, I think any other trainer, if they know their stuff, then they're going to be able to help you at least build a base. And then you know you'll learn some stuff yeah so what climbing related stuff does your training like involve are you on the hangboard are you on the camp? for sure yeah okay tell um, me all of i <laughs> i am yeah. not a uh Dave's trainer Dave, yeah yeah dave hates I training. Hate training yeah I hate it so much. a lot of people do client. no no a lot of people hate training and i think that's where um i can be nice intro <laughs> because because <laughs> you won't yell at me i'm not gonna yell at you i'm gonna <laughs> tell you it's okay yeah so i think um, it de- really depends. Like I'll, it, I'll kind of take you through if I had a call. Cause I work with people also remotely. So if someone, let's say 
well, if someone was in town, then I would either do an assessment at first and then I would ask them what their goals are. Everyone's goal is obviously to just climb harder. Crush the gnar. <laughs> yeah, exactly. My goal. So, um, but I typically go into, wait, let's step back and let me hear about some of the injuries you've had in the past. And there's a lot of um, what's super like hot right now is um, pain science. Pain science. Pain science is super hot right now. <laughs> and it's more along the PTs, but mm. I tend to read a lot of more orthopedic PT stuff. So What is that? Um, so it's more <laughs> like a uh, lot of well trainers or PTs are saying now that, you know, it's just in your head. <laughs> Pain yes. isn't it just in your just head. In have your you read head. have you read Dave McLeod's uh, make or break? Book? Yes. Oh, yeah, he talks so, about that. Totally. Yes. And I think yeah. that like Yes, to a point, <laughs> right? Like if yeah. someone has a torn labrum, like <laughs> then they have a torn labrum. <laughs> yes. So in like if they're feeling that pain, your body is giving you those signals for a reason. Yes. So um, yeah. I think that it, yes, I think that it is totally true for some things, but I think that when people are reading or hearing about it, then they're like, oh man, it's just in my head. I'm just going to push through it. And I'm like, yes. no, you literally have a TFC yeah. tear. Well, you <laughs> so, need a professional like yeah. you to like, uh, are they differentiating like these, um, what do you call them? Pain scientists? No, 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 no. So it's just pain science. It's pain super science. popular right now. Oh yeah. man, that's like a, kind of like a horror movie. <laughs> I've, I'm a pain scientist. I've seen, <laughs> I've, my seen laboratory. I've seen treatments where they like, so someone has like elbow tendinitis in their right arm mm-hmm. and they'll have a mirror where wow. they wait you've seen this yeah there's like a mirror and they'll have them use their left arm but it looks like they're but they're looking over like where their right arm is with a lighter weight and they'll like oh that's so cool so you're tricking your brain to no like, you can do that yeah, exactly like there's, so it's so you can't so i mean that relates to um when people have lost a limb mm-hmm. right it's called uh, yeah like a yeah, ghost, ghost limb, limb. yeah so i mean yeah phantom limb so i think that that's where that's coming from and i think that it's very new and i think that it also could potentially be awesome for certain things but um again i think when people have an actual tear or an actual you know injury that's where it gets tricky if they go to the wrong person um but that's also on that other person to maybe look some of the stuff <laughs> so. it's like they're, they're ob- they have to be differentiating between yeah like an obvious injury and like but it's hard if you don't know well that's what i mean like when i was a kid and being trained by my dad like i didn't know i was just like bawling and like okay yeah i just suck yeah (laughs) like (laughs) yeah or if you have a stress fracture or something in your ankle you're like oh it really hurts yeah pain science tells me that you're being a wussy (laughs) yeah like get back on the treadmill totally i mean that literally happened to sasha i worked with her after she had had that she had had yeah tear for or not a tear sorry uh stress fracture from running because she's not a runner <laughs> so yeah she was training for a marathon and uh the person that had given her training just gave her so much volume and i was like i remember looking at the plan and i was like yeah no you shouldn't do this much <laughs> Jeez, i just feel yeah. bad i feel sorry for athletes like a- anybody it's like yeah. how do you know though? you don't you know? though. how do you that's, know you trust you this you don't and professional that's, yeah and that's the thing it is hard you there we live in a world that especially with social media like there is so much information out there mm-hmm. i think in mm-hmm. fact there's too much that people don't know where to look and i think that 
the best thing people can do is honestly look at certifications. And that's something you, I think, didn't have to do even five years ago. Like you could just be like, oh, you're a trainer, great. But I think (laughs) that the best thing that people can do is look at certifications and then look up what does that certification mean and then um, go based off of that. So because- Wow, that's really good advice. You know, sorry. No, go ahead. I was gonna say what doesn't help either is with literally every type of treatment, like hangboard therapy for pulley injuries if you can like read deep enough to both sides like there's evidence for yes both totally. sides like this works no it actually doesn't but actually it does and <laughs> so it's like what is going on everything is a lie <laughs> coffee yeah. will give you no. a heart attack coffee will cure parkinson's <laughs> yes, yeah. coffee will make you blind so science yeah, i think is almost like religion right now like i think that a lot of and mm. this we're getting totally like, into a no, different that's thing that's a good point but i think that and Gillen and i have talked about this a lot like i think that with all this information people are like science yeah like you but you, i mean people can pay people can pay <laughs> yeah. to get to publish an article mm-hmm. now yeah so like what do you know what's right like it's so difficult so then i think it then goes back to how do you feel yeah. <laughs> that's basically how i train people like how are you feeling Okay, great. Let's go based off of this week. Okay, like I'm constantly morphing people's programs every couple weeks. Mm -hmm. And like, are you super stressed out? Because that matters too. Like when I was competing, if I had finals, like I sucked. I would suck at running. So like that matters. Are you dealing with stress at home? Like all of it plays a part. Are you sleeping enough? Are you eating well? Like if you want to train, then treat your body like an athlete. So, like, that's mm. kind of the biggest thing, and that's how I end up training people. I'm like, no, you're an athlete. you got to also do all these other things, too. Like, you can't just do the training program that I gave you. Like, I'm going to ask you and dig a little deeper yeah. on what are the other things that you're doing as well. I'm eating Klondike bars and smoking <laughs> yeah. cigarettes. Yeah. Dave, Dave <laughs> drinks about three monsters a day. Is that okay? I gave right. that up. Well, no, it's so it, – and then there's also, like, you know that so, it sucks because, like, You have climbers that will, you know, eat at McDonald's and then smoke a bunch of weed and then they're climbing V14. So you're like, what the hell? What are they doing? (laughs) What are are they doing? Like, so it just, it sucks because there's then both sides too. Mm -hmm. Well, you got to take a look back to how long has that person been climbing? Yes. Like that's where people don't pay attention Mm -hmm. to those things. They're like, well, they do this. Yeah. So okay, talk to me in 20 years. Yeah, if you think about it as like what, like think about what their potential is relative to their base. Exactly, like, like sh- Their base know. is super high, so they yeah. look like they're doing really good, but in theory, they could be doing so much better totally. if they didn't. But could they? I don't know, because like true. they're also at That's that also peak. At top, yeah. So it's like, yeah, <laughs> yeah it literally, know. there's so many different ways you uh. can go with it, and I think, well, I mainly work with a lot mm. of people that are that 512 V6 climber that's trying to get break into that next grade but i think that even when i've worked with professionals like it's the same thing like they're they're trying to do better and it's like you need to also like you are that athlete you need to pay attention to all those little things because it's getting so competitive now especially with it going into the olympics yeah you gotta step it up yeah (laughs) like you gotta like not party so much you gotta (laughs) you know like (laughs) Like you got to do all those little things if you want to be at that level. I mean, don't go crazy and be that mm-hmm. type A personality, but like, yeah, you got to maybe 
maybe don't have two ice creams, have one. (laughs) (laughs) No. No. Jeez, I know. What a taskmaster. It is. But I mean, that's a fine line too for climbing as a whole sport too because climbing is like that iconoclastic rebellious totally. sport we but need it's those moving into a pot different. smoking yeah. feet you know we need those like rebels out there but totally. then again those aren't going to be your clientele exactly your clientele totally. is people who are like i Want am to willing to yeah to but subject then, myself to this training exactly. to become a better athlete and then i think if you are willing you know you are hiring that trainer then listen like, yeah listen to those things and try to change those little things like are you sleep is like one of the biggest Mm -hmm. things i feel like is you know quote unquote one of the easiest things to do yeah but it's also one of the hardest (laughs) like if you have a normal life then it's hard to get Mm -hmm. enough sleep sometimes and it doesn't allow your muscles to recover you know like if you are going to go to some you know nine to fivers will then spend a few hours and they'll only go to the gym two times a week but then they're like i can spend three hours at the Mm -hmm. gym okay great but are you replenishing that time that you've put in yeah or are you then just like working more and then not giving back to your body because now those three hours were nothing Mm -hmm. you know like all Mm -hmm. that training that you just did is nothing because you're not giving back yeah like sleep or nutrition so well can i ask a selfish question Can, can you help me yeah, I can help you. Do I have to pay you for this advice? No. Um, what do you tell a client if a client comes in and, and says, like, I'm getting, like, five hours of sleep a night? You say, is there anything stressing you? And they just say, no, I, I'm having str- trouble sleeping. How do yeah. people, like, how do people find more sleep in their life? Yeah, this- okay. I mean, so, like, I do. I get some of those clients that are like, yeah, I mean, six hours is a good night. But that's you know like that's a good that's night that's a fantastic night for me yeah right and so i think that it depends like if you were a client i would say okay what what does a normal day look like do you have kids you know what is what is the highest stressor of your life and like i would i have this list of things mm-hmm. that i end up asking and um i end up scoring then i give them a score and the score goes on like a 1 to 10 mm-hmm. 10 being like holy shit I'm so like, okay, they need to go maybe to a therapist, (laughs) you know, like they, (laughs) they may, and that's where I also am like, okay, is it in my scope of practice? Right? Like are, yes, climbing is an outlet for them, but are they also treating their body well with all these other things that are happening? Because if they also then just want to train super hard, it's not going to help them. They're not going to, and if they do, it could, they could get seriously injured Mm -hmm. or, I mean, honestly, yeah. Is it going to affect other things in their life? Cause I end up really caring about this person, whoever the client is. And I don't want them to get hurt in other pieces, you know, like I don't want to be responsible. I then feel like I'm responsible for that. Yeah. So I ask all these other questions and if they, Typically, no one's like really bad on the score, but if they do, they don't end up lasting with the training. Really? Yeah, they will only last a month or two, and then it's I see. So I the online platform I use, I can see what the client's doing because they check everything off. There's an app for it, mm-hmm. and they can add a video of them doing an exercise. And this is how I can do this remotely. Mm-hmm. And then I'll either Skype or have a phone call with them once a month, and then that's kind of almost a therapy session too. Yeah. I'm like, all right, yeah. how's the rest? Of, how's this month been going? 
what do you like about it? What do you not like about yeah. it? How do you feel? Like we're going yeah. through all these things That's and then, awesome. yeah. And then they, um, they're going to be like, I hate you <laughs> or like, <laughs> I love it. You know, like I'm doing awesome. But, um, yeah, some clients, you know, they just, they end up realizing they don't actually have time for training. So mm. then that, that sucks. I, yeah. I'm like, okay, that's okay. Yeah. But I also hope that you, you know, maybe I've given them some mobility stuff or stretches and I'm like, please like keep doing that yes. stuff. Even if you're not training hurt. with me. Yeah. Cause I still care. <laughs> yeah. I mean like, even if you're not going to work with me, like I hope that you still do this stuff. Um, I think some trainers end up going super hardcore and they give them like, I think what's super popular right now is like one arm hangs and stuff. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <coughs> I think that that's fine, but you know, what, what else is the person doing? Like, yeah. is that, is that going to hurt them mm-hmm. eventually down the line? Because yeah. that's what I end up looking at. Like, are you, do you want to keep doing this the rest of your life or do you just want to get better yeah. next year? And that's your goal. Yeah. Because that's fine. That's not what I do. <laughs> I can burn so, you out. Yeah. Am I, am I going to burn you out? Yeah. And um, I've heard that from other clients that have come to me that have tried other, whether coaches, not even necessary, necessarily climbers, but they uh, end up saying, you know, yeah, I did this program and I got really hurt. I, oh, but I also got way better. I'm like, okay, well. <laughs> Which happened first? Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> the math probably, doesn't add up. <laughs> well, yeah. So, and uh, I think that that's, you know, yes, you got your goal of doing better, but you also got hurt with it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah, it's it's definitely tricky trying to balance yeah. both. So, so, one, so one trend I've been seeing lately, too, in the sort of training world is the measuring of like objective and subjective scores for an individual. Like, do you measure Mm -hmm. like when they come in, do you like check their average heart rate or do you have them record their heart rate to make sure they're not in a fatigue state or, um, so I'm like the worst person to ask all these because I say it depends. Yeah. It depends on the person. Mm-hmm. Um, because I, and this is probably also why with the collegiate, they're like, Joss, it doesn't matter for each person. Like, <laughs> we just got to have them all run. You know, like yeah. we got to have them all run. We got to yeah. have them all compete. And I'm like, no, but you know, like yeah. Sally needs to like this. And they're like, doesn't matter. <laughs> no like, time. Yeah, exactly. You have a finite amount of time, but that's what I love about one-on-one training mm-hmm. is I'm going to break it down. Um, heart rate, I would say that's more of endurance. Mm-hmm. I've played with it with um, sport climbing. But what I'm truly measuring is how they move. Okay. Yeah. That's like what I end up doing. Like, do they, do you have any pain? Mm-hmm. If you don't, okay, great. Then we're going to go through a lot of you know, whether it depends on the sport that you're doing, if it's climbing, then we're going to do, you know, a lot of unilateral stuff. Mm -hmm. That's what I like to do. Um, because that's what you do when you're climbing, like you're moving one limb at a time. Mm -hmm. You're not like jumping necessarily. Maybe I think you could do more bilateral, which is like a squat. Okay. Um, unilateral is like, um, a one arm pull. Mm -hmm. Right. So I think that, um, Measuring wise, what I do on the platform that I use is I end up kind of testing them. If they're in person, I'll test them. If they're remote, then sometimes I'll have people test on their own. But yeah. if they if they are just getting into lifting and they haven't really had a coach, then I don't even think there's a point to even do a test. Yeah. Like we just have to build, and this is just my opinion. Mm-hmm. I think you can talk to different coaches and everyone has their hardcore opinion about something. But for me... 
I tend to have people, if they're super novice to whether it be lifting or climbing, then I just need them to go do it, yeah. you know, gain some volume, yes. climb more, but I'm going to also give them a lot of small things so that they don't get hurt. Mm-hmm. You know, like every day you're going, you know, or three times a week, you're going to do a lot of hip mobility. Like you're going to stretch your hips a lot because that's super important in climbing. Yeah. Maybe you don't have the strength yet, but we'll get there. Mm-hmm. You know, like I think mobility, moving well comes first, and then that strength is yeah. going to come second. Um, and like for climbing, it's such a technique sport. Like you yes. just got to go climb. Yes. No. <laughs> you know? I mean, so we bring up this example a lot, but you know, you see, you can, you can see people in the gym who, uh, who have insane like finger strength. Yeah. And they and can people. do crazy things in the yeah. gym. And then, but for whatever reason, they can't like put it together on totally. their project outside. And yeah. so they underperform severely. And so yeah. that's it. And then fingerboarding, if we're talking about that mm-hmm. too, like I think, I mean, I always want people to do it. And for that, I've heard and read, you know, people's mm-hmm. opinion on that, that they say, don't do it till you climb 512. <laughs> yeah. And that I actually disagree. Mm-hmm. But again, yeah. just my opinion. Yes. I think that that's just because, you know, I have people take weight off. Yeah. And then I have them actually really focus on pressing with each finger or yeah. really just focusing on their form for fingerboarding. And then they slowly eventually end up doing it with body weight. And then mm-hmm. I end up giving them weight. So I think that it can also be used in a prevention, like finger injury prevention. Wow. And even if they're just doing it like 10, 20 minutes, two times a week, even once a week, it's something because those weekend warriors, like they go hard on the weekend and Mm -hmm. sometimes their tendons can't handle it. Yes. Whether they haven't gotten enough sleep or whatever, you know, so a lot of times I'm going to start them right off doing fingerboard training Mm -hmm. as long as they can hang to hold themselves because mm-hmm. it also depends on the setup. Can they take weight off? Yes. If they can't, then it get I end up playing with a lot of different things, and that's where like tension's really cool because they've had a lot. They've um, made a lot of neat things yes. now, like the blocks yeah. and um, flashboard. The flashboard's awesome. I use those products all the time mm-hmm. because they um, people can just put a little bit of weight on. Yeah, you know, and they don't need that full hangboard setup mm-hmm. if they don't have it near them. And then I end up giving workouts for that as well yeah wow so. well speaking of fingerboards let's talk about the clientele who's the weekend warrior yeah or who doesn't have much time which i imagine is like the lion's share of what strength and conditioning trainers totally of, of yes. any ilk is gonna do you yeah. aren't gonna have a wealthy dude who walks <laughs> in he's like i really don't have anything to do ever yeah <laughs> that's <laughs> you, rare yeah you, you know what i mean so yeah. what's the most important um aspects of a training program that you think of for somebody that ha- who is like has a tight budget of time yeah totally no, kids that's, or whatever yeah yeah i mean so that's one of the first things i ask them how much time yeah and i say realistically and i always actually like if they say uh i could go to the gym like four times a week i'm like couldn't you can you <laughs> <laughs> and i end yeah. up giving them three days and it, it always ends up being three you know like yeah yeah and then maybe that fourth day i give them an at home thing and maybe that's mainly stretching you know it's mainly mobility work that they can do at home and they can do before bed or they can do when they wake up Uh, Mm -hmm. and i try to not make it too long sometimes i go a little overboard honestly i need to get better at that like i'm (laughs) like do all these mobility things and they're like that took me 40 minutes i'm like oh shoot like that's probably too long to i mean i would do that but you know someone that's being trained they don't necessarily want to put that much time into Mm -hmm. something like that yeah 
it's not going to hurt them. It only benefits them. But I mean, realistically, as a coach, sometimes I even, you know, make that mistake. I'm like, I get too excited and uh-huh. want to give them more things. Um, but yeah, I would say that's the first thing I ask. I'm like, how much time can you yeah. put towards that? And it, then it, again, it depends <laughs> how much time they're um, going to give me, you know, like, can, can you do three times a week? Okay, well, then you're going to hangboard and climb on the same day. Wow. So, um, and then, yes, it's not going to look like a ton of climbing. Are you, and it depends, are they a super experienced climber? Can they handle a little bit more volume? Can I give them a little bit harder of a hangboard workout? Or if they're more novice, then we're going to go super light on the hangboard. It almost is going to be like a warm up for them. Mm-hmm. And then they'll do like, I'm not even going to necessarily give them um, a routine for climbing specific. I'm just going to tell them, okay, climb for X amount of time and focus on X, Y, and Z. That's it. Like, sure. don't even just have fun with your friends. <laughs> and <laughs> as you start to feel stronger, then we'll start working in some actual routines but in the beginning you know it it depends what they tell me how hard they climb are they brand new do they you know need more strength or are they pretty tight like do they need to work on flexibilities because you can get hurt with any of those yeah so i mean i always look at it okay i want them to keep doing this how can i keep them doing the sport so yeah (laughs) so what was i gonna ask um oh do you find that people with little time mm-hmm. are more focused than your other clientele. I was wondering Not about this because if you don't have a lot of time, you'd think, yeah, you're like, Oh my God, I'm paying this person <laughs> to train me. No. Like I must be really yeah. motivated because I only have four <laughs> hours wish. a week. I wish. <laughs> really? I wish it was like that. No, I mean, sometimes those people end up being, I mean, because they're working so much and they have this little amount of time, it's just another subscription, you know? Like they they doing it? Oh, that to me kills me because I'm like, don't even pay me. Like I would rather you not. Like I'd rather you. Yeah, I feel like I'm wasting my time. I'm wasting your money. Like sure, I'm getting paid, but like I know that you're not gonna stick around because you'll realize you're not doing the stuff. Because you don't have time. Yeah, never had time to begin. Totally. Yeah, and it's kind of that pre-contemplation of like, yeah, I'm ready to do this. So they pay for it, but then they don't necessarily do it. But do you have customers, clientele rather, that have like 20 minutes in the morning, they bust out their hangboard. They have Ooh, that close? 30 minutes at lunch. <laughs> they, do uh, some, they do some like um, I would stretching say, and then they get to the gym and they're yeah. just like, they do all of the program. I do have a couple people like that and they're that must amazing. Be rewarding. Oh, yeah. but I, and they're the ones who like never get hurt and they've slowly yeah. gotten better over the years and yes it's not this giant jump of yeah. grades but they've slowly gotten better and, and they're psyched with it dude yeah. it's a lifelong they, sport you don't need yeah, to get better and overnight it ends up being like i become almost their like life coach too like okay they check in with certain things that are happening and then they are like okay well this week i'm traveling can you give me just some stretches to do mm-hmm. you know monday wednesday friday sure okay and then it's super malleable then. Which, that sounds awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I want it. <laughs> I, no, I mean, just the relationship that you have yeah. with a super uh, motivated person yeah. must be like so mutually That's super pleasing rewarding. Yeah. for yeah. both parties, you yeah. know? Yeah, for um, sure. Should I tell the Todd story? 
Yeah, do it. Everyone wants to hear about Todd. So I want you to talk about this afterwards, but we have a friend, Todd, <laughs> who the listeners know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's why everybody's giggling. Um, but anyway, he started training like two and a half years ago, three years ago. Okay. Like lifting and then tr- climbing training programs. Mm-hmm. But I mean, mostly he was lifting a lot. Yeah. But disciplined. He was he's a former head swimming coach, so he knows what he's doing. Yeah, yeah. Before that, man, maybe once every three months, he was out of climbing for a month. Oh, no. So he'd lose like three or four months out of the year with a busted out back, a blown out shoulder. He mm-hmm. finally had surgery on it. Oh, no. Um, torn muscles, sprained this, sprained that. Mm-hmm. Since he has started training, and especially weightlifting, mm-hmm. you know, not heavy weightlifting, just lifting weights, More strength like- training. Yeah, or like base bodybuilding or something. Yeah, like that. exactly. Okay. Um, he has not been injured in three and a half years, and obviously he's way stronger. Wait, but I always so since lifting, he's been injured. He has not. Oh, not been, been injured. injured. Oh, I tweaks. You know, normal climber tweaks and yeah. stuff like that. But when I look at him and his progression, I don't think like you're so much stronger because you lift weights. Yeah, I think. You're so much stronger because the injury prevention you get from lifting weights Mm -hmm. lets you climb so much more. Totally. Yeah. Is that something that you... Oh, yeah. I mean, strength conditioning is is kind of analogous to injury prevention. Yes. If done right. I think, again, I keep saying it depends because (laughs) um, I think that there are certain people that naturally have strength that they Mm -hmm. just it is genetic like they have strength and they don't necessarily need to lift and they're not necessarily going to get hurt but um those people daniel woods yeah well no that goes into the years of climbing oh yeah yeah, i'm saying like this nine to five or you know uh, maybe nine to five loser guy (laughs) no no they like they maybe have done a ton of sports before and then they have that huge linear increase of doing well and climbing but then all of a sudden they keep getting hurt why do they keep getting hurt right because they did that volume but then they didn't necessarily they forgot about everything else right like it's you're constantly you have this balance that you have to hold and i think that lifting can be really good for some people that need it sure and but maybe that person that's super strong needs to work on i mean i think people should always just fingerboard I, I honestly didn't do it the last couple of years and I've been doing it this year and my fingers feel amazing. Really? I mean, it's kind of like the lifting portion. Like you need to um, put a little bit of tension on those pulleys and even a little bit is something. Yeah, and you got to stretch. You got to stretch your fingers too. Yeah. Um, so it's doing both too because you can end up doing, uh, what I added to is doing a lot of handstand practice and that is force stretching. Oh, right. but it's a little bit of a learning curve because, you know, if you're super tight before you start doing them, then it hurts your wrist. Yeah. So you got to do all these wrist routines. So it's like you're balancing all of these things. Cause if you intro something new, is it going to hurt you before you really start getting into it? So you got to like treat it like any sport, like start off slow, yeah. slowly add it in, but not overdo it and take too much away from climbing because then you're juggling all of these things. But, um, yeah, that person that needs strength because maybe they're more injury prone. Sure. Then they need to make sure that they do that 
even 20 minutes three times a week, right? Or maybe they can only get in two times, but um, that they work that into their schedule. So, Man, I <laughs> wish so bad that I knew someone like you when <laughs> I started climbing because you literally just described my initial, like my first, fa- like I described it as like my first phase of my climbing career, which was like uh-huh. solid linear growth and then like two or three years of just it always happens catastrophic <laughs> injury. And then so you're forced to do your own research and kind mm-hmm. of figure out what works for you. And then as soon as, that, that was the only reason I kind of was able to come back into climbing was like I had to just stop and be like, this clearly isn't working. Like, <laughs> yeah. like taking three months off and then coming back and then just going at it exact same is not the cure here. And yeah. And slow regimented training and then like realizing like, oh, actually like I need to like condition these things. And I've yeah. always like, in, like it would have saved a lot of pain. So <laughs> it makes me happy to know that you're out there saving uh, people from that. Yeah, I've been saving people from that. Oh, that's awesome. Um, Yeah, I mean, I think that it happens to everyone. It happened to me, well, kind of. I feel like I have always the freak accidents, like, you know, like the dislocated shoulder from surfing surfing or, like, uh, what happened? Oh, man, this happened a couple weeks ago. I won't name names, but this guy, (laughs) I was spotting him, and then he fell on my leg and it sprained my ankle. Oh, like oh. that didn't happen from climbing. What's that <laughs> jerk's name? Was it you? What's that jerk's name? Was it you? <laughs> yeah, but I mean, like weird yeah, things happen happens. too. And yeah. I think sometimes when people have weird injuries, you um, you can also learn a lot of things because let's say I don't know, you get a stress fracture in one mm-hmm. foot and you need to be in a boot, then you learn to climb with one foot. Yes. Right? You learn to yeah. flag, you learn to back flag. Mm-hmm. So I think that sometimes I'll get a lot of people that, like, I have a client that has, you know, he sliced his hand cooking. Oh, <laughs> like, damn so, avocados. Yeah. <laughs> I, I wonder what it was. It might have been. Uh, but, but yeah, it was gnarly. Like, mm-hmm. he needed to get surgery because they needed to recha- oh, reattach no. nerves and everything. Ah! But um, yeah, and then, okay but he had a ton of finger injuries previously and then now they're all starting to heal. So sometimes it can mm-hmm. be a blessing in disguise yeah. when you have these injuries. And now we're working a ton on working in some light, light fingerboarding. Mm-hmm. And I think he'll end up way stronger. After, yeah. You wow. Know? Cool. A, a super common, like just start climbing mistake. I think people make and tell me if I'm wrong, but they find out very quickly that their close crimp is their strongest grip. Mm-hmm. And then that's all they do. Yeah. And they just developed like this tendon nap- tendonapathy in their like pulleys. Yeah. I and mean- then they're forced to like, oh wait, I can open hand stuff too and Yeah. Like but yeah, that's <laughs> Well yeah, so I mean in each grip too, you have a certain degree of strength that you gain from it when mm-hmm. you train it. So like a lot of people if you train open then you only gain a little bit of strength into um, like open crimp. Yes. Um, but if you, I mean, that's natural that people want a full crimp cause that's like your strongest position mm-hmm. to be able to pull in closer to your body. So, yeah, but you're never going to train that. That should be your worst case scenario. So what do you train? I have a lot of people train yeah. open crimp and I think that, um, like pinches are good to train too, mm-hmm. but, um, 
again, I do it as more of like, hey, you're going to, this is like your routine. You're just always going to kind of do this. And if someone is more off season, which honestly, that's probably the hardest person to find. I never get people that are fully off season from climbing because now you have climbing gyms. You can climb all the time. All the time. Yeah. Yeah, You can (laughs) climb all the time. So that's where it gets tricky and where I was used to creating programs like treating it similar to a collegiate training where you have seasons yeah because i think everyone should take a little break yes like everyone it mentally like you're gonna build even more psych even if you are super psyched but that's probably one of the best things you can do is work in a little break whether you're going on a non-climbing vacation or um you are doing a different sport. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that's also super important to do. And yeah, that's something you kind of learned as well, that when you put all your eggs in one basket, for example, yeah. running, when you, that's taken away, it's really, then, you realize, oh, like, yeah, oh you my feel God. Depressed. Like, You're... <laughs> what? Yeah, so it's spreading out your interests. Is... Yeah, people <laughs> put everything, I think climbing is unique in that way. They feel that that's their identity, like mm-hmm. how they do in climbing. I and I think that that it's normal. It's totally fine. I mean, I did it when I ran, you know, but it's I think totally normal. Yeah. It's totally normal. Every tribe. It's yeah. the exact same yeah. runners, climbers, yes. surfers, yeah. snowboarders, whatever. Anything. But I do think that it is important. Like what's, what's your other outlet to, you know, mm-hmm. always have something else, whether it's your family or just, you know, like family should come first, but I think that, uh, I mean, (laughs) or is it art or is it, you know, are you going to hike like something else just in case, like if you get injured because freak accidents happen, Mm -hmm. (laughs) they just do. And, um, like what else are you going to do? Yeah. Like whether it is mobility, like get super into that. Cause you go back into climbing, you're going to feel awesome, you know? So yeah. You can come back stronger from injury. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Most athletes do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You end up stronger. Can we talk about, um, I don't want to keep you too much longer, but this is something I, I've been climbing like 20 years yeah. and for a lot it's of a long those, time. It, <laughs> it's a long time. I don't know whether to say thank you or are you judging me? Does no, that's awesome. Like <laughs> I, I hope, but that's what I hope for everyone. Like I have been climbing for 20, but hopefully like not a ton of injuries. <laughs> oh yeah. I definitely took that path. The injury yeah. path. <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah, total lifer. Oh God, I forgot what I was going to ask. Oh, so I didn't know for a lot of those years, the difference and don't judge me, but, um, between strength and power, like I probably didn't know the difference between strength and power until like six, like I'd been climbing for like 14 years, maybe. So power is strength. Not to confuse you. I have a handle on it now. Okay. I think, but you may have just popped my bubble. Um, I think that you could also, it goes back to like whoever, whatever coach you ask, because everyone has their, whether it's like religion or po- politics, like everyone has their opinion. And yeah. the funny thing about, um, training or exercise science or kinesiology whatever you want to call it i mean you open any book of those at the end of each study it says needs more work (laughs) (laughs) so i mean people formulate these opinions and like the reality is exercise science is always changing so like it's so funny to me when i see you know social media or i see 
you know, you read it in another article and people are like, this is the way to do yeah. it because it's not necessarily yeah. like it right. could be totally different in five years. Yeah. So that's why I've taken the path of like, well, let's, even if it does change in five years, then I'll change. With yeah. It, you know? So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, so go back to strength yeah. and power. Sorry. I interrupted. No, I, I just wanted somebody to explain it to me. No, oh, I'm just okay. kidding. <laughs> Um, I mean, yeah. My question was going to be, um, God, I don't really know what my question was. Like, how, <laughs> how, what's the difference in your training between strength and power? Like, I know you need power, mm-hmm. or you need strength for power. You don't necessarily need power for strength. That's kind of the way that Venn diagram goes, right? Yes, totally. Yes. Okay. So, how, when somebody gets strength, how do you train as a strength coach, as a climbing coach? Yeah. Strength coach. How do you train for power in that way? Okay. So <laughs> your job specifically. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I know. How you tra- I feel we like the worst thing. It depends every single Don't, time. If you say that again, I'm going <laughs> to hit another, that stop uh, button. Word for that? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> yeah. So for power, it, God damn it. How do I not say it depends? <laughs> oh, that's the word of uh, this podcast for me. That Everything will just be asterisks. Uh, yeah. That is the title Beep. of this podcast. <laughs> it depends. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, if Let's say you're a, already... fi- a V6 climber. Yeah, yeah. So, okay, and you've been climbing for... Yeah, give me a specific because V6 that's how... V6 climber, you've been climbing for three and a half years. Really psyched, though. Had yeah. an athletic base. Have you... Have you been doing any strength training yeah, Dave, already? What have you been doing? Um, you hypothetical uh, person. <laughs> you did. You did when you were in athletics in high school, but now you've gra- okay. you found climbing after college. So it's been four or five. So you years. haven't had any injuries since. Have uh, you? Just, been... I fell off a mountain bike a couple times, and my dog sprained his groin. Sprained my groin. <laughs> yeah. So I look for. Are there any major things that have happened within the last few years? No big things. Okay. Have you been? lifting at all have you been doing any strength training on your own right now no but i lifted at a young age until through high school so i have a really good base that has continued to this day so then what i would say is most likely that strength because you have built basically those muscle neurons like you your body's going to remember quickly so you'll have a fairly linear path when strength training because i'll start you there anyways because that's how you don't get injured is Starting with that strength. But I just so, want to dyno. You just want to dyno. I just want to dyno really Well, hard. I mean, I think practicing those anyways. <laughs> I, th- I would say you could still practice those. Right. So if that was a specific goal, because I always go based off of people's goals, let's say you want to dyno. Like, that's all you want to do. <laughs> okay. <So. laughs> what, I'm talking about the uh, a, a guy or gal who wants explosive power on the rock. Because right. you know when you reach a certain grade, in every single discipline of climbing. Totally. Explosive power or locking things off to your hip and dead pointing to a small hold. Yeah. Becomes the name of the game. You got to be poppy. And especially with the gyms now too. Exactly. Yeah. But that then still goes back to, is your shoulder strong enough? Like, are you going to disengage when you jump for that dyno? Because that's right. how you could get hurt. Mm-hmm. So let's build that strength in the shoulder and you can start working on some dinos now, but they're going to be small ones sure. where you're not going to disengage because they're little and you're going to go to a big hold. Mm-hmm. You can make up your own problems, right? So then you would work up to 
climbing a specific grade that maybe had, you know, a bigger dyno or more of a dead point hold. Sure. But when you hit that dead point, is it a small hold? Are your fingers strong enough? Right. You know, it, there's so many there's no other... E- what we're getting here is there's no easy, easy. answer, and that's yeah. why it freaking depends. It does. It, depends. it does. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's the name of the game, right? Yeah, and what's your history? Like, how, were, did you do a power sport? Were you more of an endurance athlete? All of those things make it it depends right yeah wow so but you were a wrestler so you had previous we weren't power. talking about me <laughs> yeah hypothetical it was yeah. all hypothetical <laughs> hypothetical person what was their sport what you know like yeah sure they lifted everything. but yeah all of it matters and it'll yes. play a part into how quickly they end up getting better without being injured totally because yeah. you can get better pretty fast exactly. all on your own but are they yeah, gonna yeah, get injured Wolf, while doing it. Wolfgang Gluck has like a good quote. It's like, "Getting strong is easy, but getting hurt or not getting hurt is hard." <laughs> like, does he? Sure. I want to find that now. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's him. I could be wrong. <laughs> so, so I kind of wanted to go back to one one thing you were we were talking about earlier about how sp- uh, sports science changes so rapidly. Yeah, and it does. if you look yeah. at a sport that's relatively young in terms of its scientific study. Climbing is young. Climbing is extremely young. Super young. And a really good example of this is I went on a climbing trip with John Cardwell a few years ago, and he had a few years previously ruptured his A2 pulley on his Mm -hmm. left hand, and he had just like eight months ago done the same thing on his right hand, uh, ring finger. But he was showing me, he's like, check out the scar tissue on this finger. Yeah, it it builds up. Because at the time when that happened, the common practice was, you splint it for six months. You don't climb at all. And oh, then yeah. You no. come back. Yeah. And that one was like a huge nodule. And then yes. he was like, now look at this one. It's this exact same injury. So cool. Probably yeah. even more severe. Different. But within two weeks, I started doing a really light hangboard regimen mm-hmm. coming back and like gradually increasing the weight. And like there was like almost no noticeable. Yeah. For a full rupture? It was not full rupture, but it was a, a pretty serious. Like, a serious so a tear. similar thing happened to Sean Rabbitu. Mm-hmm. He had, and now he's crushing. He's a monster. He yeah. is a monster right now. Yeah. But I remember, I don't know if this was last year, he had something crazy, like yeah. crazy tear. And um, I think he ended up doing the same thing. Didi mm-hmm. made this really cool contraption for him, yeah. for him to start super light yeah. for working his fingers. And I think that, uh, in my opinion of this, is that you know you don't have that much blood flow to your mm-hmm. joints at all. And that goes for really any joint, like your elbows your knees, your ankles, like all of these things take forever for recovery, right? So how do you force blood flow to the area? I mean, either you get a PRP injection, which I am totally, I've totally done that before and it's amazing. Mm -hmm. Um, I can explain what that is in a second, but um, no, no, I mean, okay. That goes to, (laughs) it depends again on the person. (laughs) But um, Yeah. So for, yeah, finger pulling injuries, mm-hmm. I think the best thing to do is start lightly doing, mm-hmm. and that's where tension blocks, flashboards come into yeah. huge play because, I mean, you can use that stuff and put five pounds yes. on it, you know, and you're not going to seriously hurt yourself, mm-hmm. but you're going to put it under a little bit of tension, and that tension is going to drive a little bit of blood flow to the area, yeah. which yeah. then creates a little bit of healing. So then, yeah, mm-hmm. I think that that's awesome, that yeah. it's moved towards... Um, wait, oh, this actually relates to when I had, um, 
labrum surgery. Yeah. My mentor at the time, and he knew about this. Like he get this guy mm -hmm. is awesome. Every time I go back to Oregon, I always go see him Sweet. and just like we go back and forth about stuff. <laughs> but he, um, I remember I was in the sling, mm -hmm. and I think I had been in it for maybe six weeks because they give yeah, you a protocol so for long. being in your sling. And I remember going into his office and just being like, I don't know. It was just like a mm. meeting. I was going to go talk to him about something. And then he goes, have you taken your arm out of that sling? And I yeah. go, no, I haven't even seen the PT yet. And he's like, oh, my God, take yes. your arm out. Take your arm out. Oh, yeah. my God, take it out. And he goes, oh, you have no idea how much scar tissue has already uh -huh. built up. Yeah. And I like to imagine it like a spider web. Like your body immediately, once mm -hmm. you have had an injury, it goes in and it wants to build this web yeah. to hold it and lock it into place. Yeah. And that's not, I mean, it's good because you're healing, but it's also bad because then it creates, it makes it really stiff and you yes. lose range of motion. Once you lose range of motion, you then end up more prone to more injury because you, right. you have lost range of motion. Mm -hmm. So it's this like spiral of yeah, yeah. many so, things that can happen. But yeah, I think right now, yeah, the moving the fingers after an injury is really good. And I think um, taping and then lightly doing things because when you tape, you take a lot of weight off of the finger. Yes, right. So, yeah. yeah. So I was going to ask you yeah. is, so with this, these trends of things changing, do you have anything that you kind of think people are doing wrong currently that mm, you that's think? That's a good question. Uh, yeah. I would say what you just mentioned, like immediately mm -hmm. and not moving. Um I think that that can also, um, what people are doing. Yeah. Sorry. That was a bit of a, you know, it's no, a bit that's, of a curveball. No, no, that's, that's, <laughs> I like that. That's oh, a yeah. good question. I just, that is uh, a good question. I think, um, again, my opinion, mm -hmm. I just always want to start out with that. Cause I think sometimes when I listen to some other podcasts and people are hardcore yeah. believe in it, yes. I, I kind of will get mad sometimes yeah. cause I'm like, it's not, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Like it's not true. Or I believe that it can be different for certain people, you know? Mm -hmm. We're not dogmatic at this podcast, yeah. except, except for pad stashing. Well, <laughs> pad stashing. Yeah, that's a whole nother one. Um, but I would say campus boarding. Like okay. I've talked to a lot of um, oh, well, some pros that they don't even campus board. And they're like, mm -hmm. I think it's a waste of time. Really? Yeah. Wow, that's a huge disparity of beliefs. But that's, yes, that is my opinion. Mm -hmm. And it really, again, depends on the person because... If you were talking about that V5, V6, like, I don't think that they need to do it. Mm -mm. You know, I think that there are so many other things that they can focus on. Hangboarding being one of them because your fingers are so important in climbing. And honestly, you can hurt your shoulder just practicing that lock off. Yeah. So yeah. you can overload your shoulder just a little too much, do a little too yeah. much overtraining. And so I think, again, my opinion, campus boarding is a waste of time. Ooh, for that okay. person. I like I, that. Hey, I love it, man. That means <laughs> I have so many people. I'm like going to piss off so many people. <laughs> not us. I hate campus boarding. Yeah. I can look at a campus I, board I have and literally get tendonitis. I have never <laughs> campus boarded. It's actually the yeah. only exercise I, tool that I, I've kind of, you know, I mean, you mess around with all the things you see at the gym and yeah. that thing, every time I like do it, I'm like, oh, like that was dangerous. I, yeah. get, tendon <laughs> I get tendonitis every time I do it, but I will tell you <laughs> the brief brief vacations i have had on the campus board mm -hmm. i have noticed a, a real gain yeah and so power. and then there there's the gain in mm -hmm. power but i believe you can practice campus moves on boulders like at the gym yeah 
Yeah. Well, I totally agree. I yeah. mean, I would much rather do that. So yeah. I would just like to say thank and, you for that. <laughs> well, that also, that also goes into accuracy. Like if you're practicing on an mm-hmm. actual and you're making up a problem, then you're working, working on that accuracy with your eyes, right? Yeah. That's a great Whereas, point. Yeah. Canvas board, you have the whole rung. Maybe you're aiming for a certain part, but I don't know. That's just me. Yeah. What else? I don't want to make other people mad. (laughs) Yeah. No, this is good. So, yeah. I think debate is like going to be a constant always in training stuff. Well, like you said too, this is such a young sport. Everything's coalescing. I wanted to ask like piggybacking on what you asked, Feedy. Um, I know that Tom Randall's work. I know a lot of people are working with like our world is driven by data and analytics. And man, when you want to talk about sports nowadays. But a lot of... I mean, and this is this we could go off on this like forever. <laughs> yeah. But um I mean yeah, a lot of data is actually wrong too. Like sure. some of it's not even cuz like Gillen he did um that's all he read was data before and they would go through all these metrics and they they would read and this was for every type of science article. Like it would be anywhere from Alzheimer's to, you know, like pregnant women and um, he said that there were so many articles that were, the, and this was like published scientific articles that were just wrong. Yeah. <laughs> and they were published. Sure. So, yeah, I mean, you can't really even necessarily go based off of some of the stuff. Which well, let's talk about like quantitative <laughs> analytics. If Yeah, like did I they have enough people? I was an English major, so I'm not sure that's right, but is that something – whether it's wrong or right or whatever. Is that something that you like research and look into and use as a building block? For sure. Yes. Yeah. Where do you see, do you feel like that's going to be something where trainers, we're going to have a a much vaster wealth of knowledge because climbing is really sparse right now with analytical data. I think that, um, there needs to be a lot more done. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I actually don't look into climbing stuff because most of it, Again, I'm pissing people off. But a lot of it is, um, I mean, they're not getting a, enough pool of people. Yeah, yeah. it's you a know? small sample. It's, the sample size is too small for a lot of things, and I think that it's awesome that people are trying to do stuff, but the reality is, like, you can't base it off of, you know, mainly men and a few women. Right. You know, like, if you're going to put these articles out, there has to be a bigger sample size, and that's where I actually just read a lot of other sports. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Which just has a vast wealth yeah. of info. Because it's been years and years of doing it. And I think climbing is going to change over the next 10 years. Oh, for my sure. God. If yeah. climbing, if the Olympics take off. I mean, it could also be like yeah. that Olympic sport where they have ribbons. And yeah, stuff exactly. Good. <laughs> yeah. People could like not watch it. They could watch Climbing right on out. the channel next. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or... People could be like truly fascinated. I really don't know what to expect. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I certainly don't expect like climbing to explode any faster than it is now. Because I think it'll keep growing. Yeah, yeah. It, the pace is <laughs> just it's, fine. Like let's pump the brakes. Yeah. yeah. But um. Yeah, I think in the future, I got. I forgot what I was gonna say. <laughs> Again, and I didn't even do any meth before this interview. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> Damn it! You're having Mountain Dew withdrawals. Yeah, uh, I haven't had Mountain Dew either. <laughs> anyway, that was data analytics. Uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see where that goes. Oh, for sure. Holy yeah. cow. Yeah. I think there's going to be a lot of change. Yeah, I was going to say the Olympics will probably spark that is what I would hope. Yeah. When yeah. nations are going to 
try to if it becomes popular try to build teams and hopefully get like sample sizes and tests yeah data-driven research yeah i think it'll change a lot yeah especially i think with just coaches in general i think instead of it starting off in this phase like i'm sure running started off in Mm -hmm. where it's just like you know you're supposed to uh what's one that is ridiculous uh run in your heels just, oh, just something. Just I, don't <laughs> I don't know. Just stop <laughs> Oh god, there was a good one and I forgot it. But anyways, just like there's ridiculous <laughs> stuff that coaches would say for running. Um, and when I then went into the major of exercise science, kinesiology, mm-hmm. and then I was like, that's ridiculous. They didn't know what they were talking about. You're like, yeah. Yeah. you're supposed to bend your knees when you run. <laughs> Fucking yeah. coach was terrible. So, but they. they <laughs> Yeah, I think that they pretty much, um, a lot of coaches are going to go into the sport a little more educated because, you know, science is so hot right now. Yeah. You know. It is. So. God willing. Access of information, too, is. Oh, yeah. It's like, blowing You go online up. and you could just, they can find like a, something to just copy, right? Mm-hmm. Like a training thing. Okay. Like. Yeah. Instead of just telling them to run, I'll just follow this. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that'll still be probably better. Oh, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> it's so. going to be cool. That stuff happens fast. I I don't really remember when it happened in running, yeah. but I know that it did happen in my lifetime where running went from this fringe sport to like one of the most studied exercises yeah. in the yeah. world in just a number of years. Exactly. Yeah. I think climbing will be like that. Well, and like you said, access of information. We're in this time in our lives right now that anything is possible, I feel like. Yeah, the more money that funnels into a sport, too, is exactly equal to the money of study that's done for it. So when skiing became popular and all that money was funneled in, they started doing research on knee injuries. I mean, look at the shoes now for climbing. Yes, it's insane. Yeah, it's crazy. (laughs) Another funny pro climber story is I was at the gym and Vasya Varatnikov was climbing. And one of his ankles is like a tree trunk. And I was asking him, like, oh, did you hurt your ankle? Uh And he's like, no, but when I used to climb, shoes were so bad that you were forced to downsize so aggressively for them to fit your foot well Uh that I actually damaged, like, a channel or vessel in my ankle. Wow. So his ankle just is always that big. And it's just like, oh, my God. Yeah. (laughs) He's like, no. Or, like, well, I mean, I guess we still kind of do it. Like, these kids will just, like, shove in Chinese behind their (laughs) their shoes. Yeah. But he was saying, he's like, nowadays, almost all companies have really awesome shoes, and you don't have to do that anymore. You don't have to do that. That's what I'm – I wonder if – people will stop doing that within the next few years. If they'll stop shoving their feet, like I, no my way. toes look disgusting. I, <laughs> Your toes or everybody's toes? Everyone's and mine, mm-hmm. for sure. My toes are hideous. <laughs> that is going to be so fun, though, in like 10 years to be like, man, I can't believe climbers were doing that. Like, yeah. I, that was like a common thing, but, yeah. but it was a truly a mistake. Dude, <laughs> yeah. I think that's going to be a super tough one to break. Yeah. Because that is ingrained. I mean, I remember reading an Andrew Bisharad article a couple years ago, like, stop fucking do we yeah. like you don't have to do that and people I mean, do it anyways one of the yeah. most respected climbing journalists in america and people are like what does he know yeah <laughs> what does he yeah. know yeah. and i still do it i'm a grown-ass man and i still do it and i so what's oh, funny I, is i i slightly have backed off a little bit have you but it's when i took a year off of climbing mm-hmm. 
And you came back and you weren't uh-huh. like forgotten maybe a little bit. No, I bit. couldn't get my foot in my shoe. Yeah. I was like, what the hell oh. was I doing? <laughs> and so then I, I just, I actually ended up buying a new pair of shoes because I was like, I don't think I'm ever going to wear my shoes again. And I was actually going to just put them at um, like sports recycler or something yeah. and sell them. And Galen goes, no, don't worry. You'll be able to handle the pain again. <laughs> <laughs> And, and it was what? probably true? Yeah, no, I, I can wear them again. <laughs> and then now the other shoes, I'm like, oh, man, these feel so large. Ah, these are like <laughs> swimming paddles. Yeah, exactly. But, I mean, I could have just stuck with it and yes, probably yeah. gotten yeah used I, to it. <laughs> I've eased off it because I ordered a half size too big in a different shoe, and I was too lazy to ever return them. But then <laughs> as I climbed it, I was like, honestly, I've, like, fine. Yeah. I've, I've heel hooked like really hard. My heel didn't pop out. Yeah. My toe is like really comfortable and I think that you <laughs> there's so many options now for shoes kind of yeah. like running shoes yeah that yeah. like you could try different ones yes. and it I mean like for me the heels of shoes yeah is the biggest yes. thing like is my it's heel exactly gonna pop it. off so a lot of times I'll end up choosing smaller shoes just so that the heel fits but yeah. then my toes get scrunched up <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so Find the you fit. know I think that people will yeah more companies will make different shoes and then you'll be able to get that exact one <laughs> yeah so do you, I know you really look up to Eva Lopez in terms yeah, of her just being, yeah. you know, a researcher and a coach, For strength sure. coach. Do you see yourself potentially entering the field of doing studies on climbers Ooh. or? Um, I've thought about it for sure yeah. because, um, there are some things within the strength and conditioning world that I'm like, oh, you could totally apply this to climbing. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that would be a master's, you know, with whatever I choose to do because there is like no, I mean, there's little research out there for climbing. Um, I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. Fair enough. Maybe. I've I've gotten, (laughs) yeah, it's a lot of work for sure. I know that there will be someone that's motivated enough to do it and I will read their stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, I don't, I don't know because you have to dive in and dive in a hundred percent i think i think you gotta get paid for it and you gotta get paid for it <laughs> yeah <laughs> or you pay for it right it's your phd thesis yeah exactly your master's thesis. exactly yeah that's so, where a lot of that research comes from so i don't know maybe but um that'd be cool exciting it would yeah but yeah we'll see <laughs> all right you have any more questions I I could keep going, but I think it's been it's been a solid amount of time. So yeah, we didn't yeah. even mention Galen's, mastectomy. Galen's out there working like, God damn, I'm tired. I just want to go to sleep. <laughs> and we didn't even talk about that. Yeah, exactly. What's yeah, that? Dave, I'm thinking about your beer can story. Um, <laughs> are you okay? I am. <laughs> I I think I dodged. A spider bullet there. Because yeah. that was a close call. Can yeah. you imagine? Have you seen the movie Sisters Brothers? No. A spider crawls into John C. Riley's mouth at night. Oh, no. And he's just like, it looks like he eats it, but he doesn't. The spider lays like eggs oh. in his cheek. And I'm not going to tell you anymore. You got to see the movie. Oh, it sounds horrible. It's just truly terrible. So I sense your smarminess. But I do believe I did dodge a bullet there. Yeah. I got lucky. Tell Fuck you. that spider. Fuck that spider. You know what we didn't talk about in the intro, actually? What's that? The Olympics. Oh, we didn't? I don't think we did. Well, congratulations <laughs> to uh, Brooke, Brooke Rabatou. First American climbing Olympian. Yeah, which is pretty incredible. Yes. And her mom 
Robin Ebersfield Rabbit who must just be over the moon. Yeah. One of the greatest coaches and trainers yes. in the world. It's and, go ahead. I was gonna say <laughs> it's pretty cool because in this episode, Joss talked about how her dad tried to be her coach and he oh, utterly Lord. fucking failed at it. And so it's happy to hear like, hey, you can be a parent and a good coach. Yeah, if, you know, there's if there's a balance. <laughs> when we were like, so you must have that must have taught you a lot of lessons and like really instilled some um, values in you. And she's like, no, that was just terrible. That was shocking. That's that's tough, man. I mean, it's a delicate relationship of parent and child, and then to add into the mix, coach, parent, child. Yeah, that's not. I don't think that's. that's hard hard line to fucking walk so yeah. respect to robin and didier and respect to joss for doesn't, like overcoming that doesn't didier have like a quote where he said that a woman a woman will never climb 514a huh well that aged well if he does have one because <laughs> that's he's he that's right right no woman's no dave oh <laughs> they have they have climbed jesus oh. christ what's wrong Congrats, women out there! <laughs> I had no idea. Yeah, that's um, that didn't age well. By the what? way, um, what were you gonna say? I was gonna say his wife climbed like 14A in like 91. Didn't I'm she pretty or sure we're gonna have to double check this as soon as we finish the recording. But I'm pretty sure he has a quote, and that uh, I'm I think <laughs> someone from that era, maybe Lynn Hill, like was the first. Who was the first woman to climb 14A? I don't know, oh but God. Lynn Hill. I mean, she climbed. 14a in 93 at least we yeah. know that for the notes but no i think it was well 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 before, well before that Ooh, new uh next sauce night quiz quiz question yeah <laughs> i don't even know who the first guy to climb 514 that's actually was. incredible good point so you know we're not going to get into gender politics <laughs> yeah. here congratulations to all 514 climbers i hate you personally no matter yeah, if they will always hate you a woman or a man mm -hmm. i hate you equally mm -hmm. Dave just, he's trying to represent the everyday 511A climber. And yeah. that's totally good. It's a good Getting grade. after it mm -hmm. on 511, plug-in gear on like 5.9 minus. 5.9 minus. 5.8. Yeah, Let's just down, 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 round down. Ice climbing. <laughs> I don't even know the ice climbing grade scale. Uh, WI69. No, I see WI2. Oh. Kind of, I can just post hole my way up. Mm -hmm. um, anyway, we're going off the rails here. So thank you, Jocelyn. Uh, for inviting us into your home, mm -hmm. and we enjoyed that. Yes. Also, I wanted to say one more thing. Joss overcame pretty traumatic and awful bout with breast cancer a couple years ago. Mm -hmm. And um, I didn't know if I wanted to talk about that because this. Chris at the Power Company podcast had a wonderful uh, interview with Joss and that if you guys want to check that out it behooves you to check that out so yeah, it's power company it's podcast good. episode 106 and they spend like 40 minutes real really delving into Joss's kind of discovery and struggle with breast cancer yeah and it's like super moving and really displays how much courage and like bravery Joss has absolutely so please check that out um we didn't get a chance to talk about it because we were going nuts on training stuff but man is it worth it mm -hmm. and again body and route if you guys want to check out some training that is her company and her website will be live like september 1st it's uh you can still get a hold of her through bodyandroute.com but yeah. anyway is there anything else there's a lincoln lake cleanup coming up so if you use that area if you like your alpine areas in the colorado wilderness like please show up and help out 
maintain the areas. And nope. if you stash pads, you dirty little fucker, you're gonna lose oh, your shit. Dude, you're, I can't you better wait. fucking get your pads out of there. I can't wait. I'm. A, I want to dress up like Antifa <laughs> when we go to it, just like fucking helmets and like. <laughs> rollerblading wrist guards and shit and go down there and just yeah. start plucking pads out mm-hmm. of there. And people's like, yo, bro, that's my 1998 cordless. Yeah. And I'm like, fuck Trump, that's mine now. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> exactly. If you confuse him, you can get away quickly. And then like 25 minutes yeah. of two mile per hour running oh, up God. the hill. Yeah, so you guys both have to pause every like 100 steps. Like, hey, wait. Hold on. Hold on, okay. I catch my breath. You, you good? Okay. <laughs> you don't get away. That's my pad. Exactly. That's exactly how it's going to happen. <laughs> Check that out. That'll be really cool. Um, there's going to be a bunch of like swag there. Yeah. It's going to be cool some just pro to climbers too. You meet some pro climbers helping yep. out clean up. Respect and there's going to be a ton of non-climber related garbage down there. Like yes. there are like bumpers and tires and yeah. uh, refuse from the road. So that'll be cool. Other awesome. than that, should we do our housekeeping? Yes. Please ch- uh, subscribe, <laughs> like and subscribe, leave a review if you feel so inclined because Please do that. it does help. And it makes me and Dave giggle when, when we get out of bed. When we get out of bed, just together, come out yeah. with smiles. Correct. You know? Correct. And instead of infighting, like we usually bicker in the mornings. Yeah, but that's just because we've been in love for so long. And you, you need know? to do the laundry sometimes. You well, know? fuck you and do the dishes maybe once in a while. You oh, lazy, oh, like fat, I've lard never ass. done the dishes, feeding yeah! you. Fuck you. <laughs> um, what was it? <laughs> oh uh, yeah, you can also find us at the. Thundercling mm-hmm. on Instagram. Very consistent titling. And that's a nice one. Mm-hmm. That's really easy to get a hold of us at. We reply to everybody and thunderklingpodcast at gmail.com if you'd like to write us. Yeah. I'm sorry I'm a little behind on responses, but I'll. Wow. Uh, You're actually behind on responses, though? That's just, kind of we've exciting. We've been so busy, dude. We're squeezing this into a, Everybody's busy. I hate it when people say that. Yeah. We're all busy. Yeah. So we're it busy depends. as well. Oh, nice callback. <laughs> callback. It depends. <laughs> um, and anyway, thanks for listening. I don't think I have anything else to say. Let's, should we should we get out of bed? And, yeah, let's start our day. Let's start our day. Also, you got to go get I your massage. Get massage. And you fucking do the dishes, I guess. Yeah. I'll, you know what? I'm going to put some more effort into whatever you told me to do earlier. I don't remember. You see, you can't even you. remember. I don't listen to you. You either. can't even remember, <laughs> Feedy. It was the laundry. The laundry. Just uh, do it once a week. Okay, fine. I'm sorry. Love you, baby. Bye.
Sai Pierre Yashaslev. What the fuck does that mean? Well, that's Russian for now I'm happy. Sai Pierre Yashaslev. Wow. Can I go get my massage now? Danka. <laughs> Danka. Dunkin' Donuts.